the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good rainy afternoon. It's actually snowing a little bit. Is it snowing in Anderson? No. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> Welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. I got my good friend Neil Paul from Visit Anderson is here. Thanks for making the drive up. Absolutely. And I will, on, in terms of the weather, I'd, I'd like to know how they forecasted the weather before I-85 was built. Because that's, that's the dividing that's line. That's the dividing line now. So before I-85, how did they tell the weather around here? I don't know. Highway 81? I don't know. I mean, it's it's one. It, it, somebody please call the office and explain this to me this week if somebody knows the answer. Yeah. What did they use before I-85? They drew an imaginary line from Atlanta to Charlotte. Who knows? It is funny. Have you seen the meme running around that, you know, it could be zero to one to nine inches of snow starting tonight, tomorrow, Sunday, or not? <laughs> I did go by sled this morning. You're better than me. I I put on a jacket and a hat, and we're just going to let it fly. But I'm really mad at you because you went to breakfast this morning at Grits and Groceries. Grits and Groceries, great little stop <laughs> in southern Anderson County, and got my fill of coffee and omelets and all kind of good stuff today. a great place to eat breakfast. Eat anytime. Uh, if you have not eaten at Grits and Groceries, folks, you have missed mornings. Well, it's a real gem. I mean, it really yeah. is a great little stop. It's one of those off the beaten path kind of places to eat. And obviously we're very fortunate to have them in Anderson County. Oh, you are real quick. Couple of notes here. Uh, because we're going to, we're going to take this first break really quick because Brian Latimer is going to be on with us and then Brandon Cobb is going to be on with us. And I want to give those guys as much time as possible. So we're going to, we're going to, uh, for your information, the Joe Cassie roads through the, uh, gorges and all have been closed. As of yesterday, they won't reopen them until it's safe to go up there. So if you were thinking about after the blizzard going up and four-wheeling through the gorges, forget it. The roads are closed. Um, congratulations to the Chester Cyclones, my hometown bunch. One state, their state. I don't know. What are they, 3A? Class, it was the 3A championship, 3A championship yesterday. First time since 1965, I think. 33 years or something like that. Or 43 years, 53 years. I don't know. But anyway. They, uh, it's my hometown bunch. They did good yesterday. And, um, uh, let's see. I will talk about this for just for a second. There, I, I got invited to go to a dove hunt next weekend, next Saturday, the 15th. It's, uh, it's called the Young Charity Dove Hunt. Um, there's a lady down here in, in Joanna who is having some medical issues. She's got, she's got a tumor in her brain that they are going to take out. And like, let's see, December 5th, what's today? The 8th. So they go down the 11th. You want any MUSC? They're going to do the surgery. It's not being covered by insurance, or not all of it's being covered by insurance. So they're, they're, uh, just praying for, uh, uh, for people's goodness. So they, they did this little thing for a charity dove hunt that Taylor and I are going to next Saturday. And if you want to donate, 
and I know there's lots of people wanting lots of money these days, and everybody's got a cause and all that. Something like this just kind of jumps out at me, and and I, I enjoyed talking about it. I won't go into too much detail because I don't have a lot of time, but um, it's pretty serious surgery. But they expect the outcome to be nothing but good, and they're asking if you want to donate to a cause this Christmas that's not one of the national causes or something. The Young Charity Dove Hunt, you can look it up on Facebook. You know, if you want to get something to me, I can take it now when I go down next Saturday. But uh, just a, it just struck me as one of those things that, you know, you might be interested in. So feel free to, to contact them and to read the story. And uh, I think we're going to have a great time next Saturday. they got lunch served. We're going to shoot. And then they're doing oyster roasts and all sorts of other stuff afterwards. So it's <laughs> going to be a good time for charity. For a good cause. So, I think with that, let's take this break. We're going to have Brian Latimer come on after the break and uh, talk about the upcoming season. Uh, he's a brand new dad for the second time. And see what else he wants to talk about. Hang on through the break. Back with more Woods and Water, South Carolina, on the other side. Day to dusk, the sun's rays dance across the water and the sparkling light beckons. The abundant shorelines invite you to play or sail or simply behold. This is where champions fish and families gather to unwind. It's Lake Hartwell and Anderson is the gateway to its wonders. Walk on a pier, float all day, and restore your soul in this beautiful oasis. Visit Anderson, South Carolina's bright spot. Discover more at visitanderson.com and visit lakehartwell.com. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Got my good buddy Neil Paul here. Good to be here. Good to be here. Yes. Batman and Robin. Uh, back at it again. <laughs> Another adventure. <laughs> How did we... Who, who, who called us that the first time? Do you know... Clifford. Clifford did. Clifford Weedman. That sounds like Clifford Lufkin, saying... Lufkin Toyota and Stanley Jiggs. Oh, he's not with Lufkin Toyota anymore. Nobody was. He was. He at was. the time, he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now it's been caught up by everybody. I mean, hey, people at ICAST. Oh, there's Batman and Robin, Sarah Shemaine, SCDNR. Yep. Yes, we, have, we have yet to decide the roles here, though. And nobody's <laughs> bought any tights yet either, so we're still ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. Neither one of us would do anything for tights. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't even know if I could fit in a Batmobile, but it'd be worth a try. <laughs> there, who's the guy that's got one? Does he live in Charlotte? Somebody local's got a Batmobile. I think it's in Charlotte. Maybe. Yeah. I I know there's one out there. But, yeah. but anyway, well, what are you going to do if it snows? As we digress. As we digress. What no, I'll be, you know what? Yes. Uh, on the bad weather days, those are some of the best days in the office because the phone doesn't ring. You don't have to Please. open the doors. And I can go in and get work done, man. We've got a full schedule. Seriously, we've got a full schedule. Um in Anderson, well, would visit Anderson in 2019, and you know, it's. I know with this show, we talk so much about the lake and at yeah. Green Pond Landing and all the things going on. But I mean, just above that, I mean, we've got uh, tours that we've got coming in. We've got uh, a historical conference coming in in the spring that we got to get ready for. Uh, hosting uh, some South Carolina Dixie Youth Baseball next summer oh, cool. that we're already working on. Then you mix in the all the fishing, the fishing dates, and it's just. You know, it's nice that this is a slow time of year for us right now, but when we hit the ground in January, we're going to hit the ground running, and it's a very, very busy year. We just, 
we ju- we're just wrapping up 2018. I didn't plug this in real quick. The CVB in Anderson, Visit Anderson, is 14 years old next Thursday. Oh, wow. And from all accounts and purposes, we've just wrapped up our most successful year in 14 or soon to be 14 years since, uh, since our inception. So it's, it's been a great year. It's been a busy year, ready for a little downtime, but ready to hit the ground running in 19, uh, because you got to make it better than this year. <laughs> Gosh. Well, speaking of fishing, <clears throat> one of the locals that we have in here, and we got a bunch of good locals. Well, there's Brian Latimer. Brian, uh, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina, dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys having me on today. Good. Hey, are, are, are you getting any sleep these days? I don't know. I, I'm not even going to go outside to find out. I don't want to know. I just consider myself locked in for about three days. I gotcha. Locked in. Uh, he's, he, you, he thought you said sleep. He's asking you because you're a new dad now. Congratulations. Are you, are you getting any sleep with a P? Well, you know. I, we've been really blessed. Yeah, I really did think he was talking about <laughs> uh, ongoing sentiment with everybody is the weather right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Um, but honestly, it hasn't been that bad. Uh, we we got really lucky on both kids. My my oldest one, you know, of course, the first couple, three or four weeks is going to be bad. I mean, yeah. what do you expect there? But uh, even even our, our latest child, he's not that bad. He gets up maybe twice a night. Wow. Give him something to drink, give him a little bit of milk, and he's he's good to go. So, I it, it could be a lot worse. I'll put it to you like that. <laughs> it could be. Well, congratulations. I know, I know. Uh, y'all were anxiously awaiting a little boy fella getting here, and now that he's here, it's uh, it's great here, and everybody's doing well. Yeah, it, it is. It's, uh, I kind of had to put everything on on uh, on standby for like the last three months because uh, my oldest one he came about six weeks early. I didn't have anything ready at the time. I didn't have a nursery. We didn't have a crib. We didn't have a car seat. So uh, this time we were a lot more prepared. We kind of lived and learned from that first experience. Absolutely. Well, well, Brian, you mentioned having to put everything on hold for the last three months. The fishing industry has really changed in the last three months. Yeah, it has. It's gotten, um, I, I, I guess I would say, gotten bigger and then, pretty much kind of spread people out a little bit, but it's, it's gotten in a lot bigger. Uh, a lot of things has changed. I, I think it was, uh, I think it was much needed though. Honestly, I'm, I'm just going to be completely honest. I think it was something that we needed to have happen for sure. Well, and it, it, given that, cause not many people, I don't, I have not heard many people respond in the way that you just responded. Uh, talk a little bit about if, I mean, if you feel, you know, if you feel you can add something, what, what, what makes it what makes it a good change i think uh you know a lot of our uh, the the industry just in general everybody was so comfortable uh, i think a lot of times uh especially from a, and everything and i say is probably coming from an english perspective i think um i think possibly there was some some entitlement um from some of the tournament organizations i think i don't think they really appreciated the english as much as they they could have um and when that happens, you know, it just leaves the door wide open for, for people to kind of come in there and, and take better care of you. And, and that's kind of what happened. You know, guys, uh, kind of felt like they weren't getting the best of, best that they could get. And they, they went to make a better life for themselves. So, um, you know, I think overall later on, I think everybody's going to win. 19 might be a little bit of a rough year just because there's just so much subtle. I mean, like, 
instant change. It went from oh, yeah. everything the same to just an instant, just like an earthquake happened. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, 19 could be a little bit shaky, but long term, I think it'll be a good thing for the industry in general. We need more, more, you know, when I was a kid, we got to watch fishing on TV every single Sunday evening. Right. It's kind of hard to find fishing on TV now. I, I can't tell you when it comes on TV. So um, I think it's going to push everybody. All three organizations are really going to kind of push harder. I think the anglers are going to push harder to promote themselves. I think it's one of those one of those deals. It's just like a recession in the economy. When we come out of a recession, everybody's kind of geared up to work hard. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like uh, I think everybody's a little bit more motivated to, to do more now. Well, well interesting take. Well, admit it is a very interesting yeah. take, but it's very well spoken and a lot of wisdom in what was just uh, what was just shared. You mentioned you know, all I'm, of I'm the- interrupting. He, Brian, you had a great post the other day about slowing down, and yeah, I read that yeah. thing going. There's a guy who gets it a lot earlier than a lot of other people do. Yeah, it's um, no, I, I. I, I kind of have hands-on with a lot of high school anglers, college anglers, or just even younger anglers in general, you know, just just kids from, I'd say, 16 to mid-20s or so. And, um, you know, it's a great thing. I hate, I hate to use names, but I think I need to use the names of sure. people here. You know, you see the guys, you see, like, the Jordan Lees, you see Jacob Wheeler, you see all, all these guys that come right out of school, and they come out and really just crush it. And it's easy to kind of get caught up and think that that's going to be your path. That and and the truth of the latter, the truth of the matter is, you know, there's only going to be one Jay Lee fishing story, one Jacob yeah. Wheeler, or whoever else every ten years. And I, I hear so many guys they they feel like, well, professional fishing is not like not for them. Because they fished for two years and then they didn't do good. It's like, dude, that ain't how this works. Right. It's, you know, you're, most of the competition and I have been doing it for 30 years, 40 years, a long time. You just got to put your time in and everybody wants to kind of jump from zero to the, to the pro tours in a year. And it just, it's not going to work like that for everybody. Yeah. And just because that's not the path doesn't mean that professional fishing is not for you. It might take you ten years. It could take you fifteen. It was it was fourteen years before I even got a chance. Not that I've made it before I even got a chance to get up to bat. You know, so um I you know, I think I think some of these kids need to know that it's a marathon, it's not a one year deal, it's not a five year deal. In my case it wasn't even a fourteen year deal. Not even fourteen years. So uh I think I just want to encourage a lot of the, the high school kids, college kids even some of the adults, you know, start out local. Every single bot person I've talked to wants to start off at the coastal level or the open level. Right. That's not where you start out in this game because you always hear them say, well, I can't afford this, I can't afford that. Well, you're not supposed to. Nobody did. Nobody could afford it when they fished for a year. If you start out local, fishing $20 tournaments, $25 tournaments, then you step up to $200 tournaments, then you step up to $1,500 tournaments. That stuff starts to pay for itself, and the, the brunt of how much fishing costs is, is bad if you just kind of go step by step. It's so funny you say that, Brian, and you mentioned the two guys, uh, Jacob Wheeler and Jordan Lee. I've had the opportunity to uh, to listen to podcasts where both of them talked about their beginnings, and they didn't just start, um, show up right. one day and start winning tournaments. Both of them started, and Jordan Lee, believe it or not, he was playing high school baseball and quit playing high school baseball because he – he loved fishing, 
and his parents bought him a John boat. And he, his right. first, and, and, you know, when Jordan Lee rolls up now, he's not pulling a John boat, <laughs> but he started in a John boat. Same thing with Jacob Wheeler. Right. You know, his folks used to take him. They would drive him in the morning. He, and some folks don't realize he was homeschooled. So he didn't have the luxury of, of the, having a program at school that he was a part of. Now he had folks that he fished with and things like that, but the uh, sweat equity is, is, uh, even these guys have put it in and, and it doesn't happen overnight. So no, well, well said. Yeah. Um, it's just a sweat equity. That could be, that could be, you know, like in those guys case, that might be five years, but yeah. the majority of kids case, that might be 15 years. That could be 10 years. And, and, and I uh, think you just got to learn to pace yourself to, to be ready for that. And the hard part is we live in a, a time today where everybody's, where instant gratification is such a big thing till, until, yeah, you know, the, your first instinct is to, to quit, back away, go find something else to do and, and, and not put the time in. Uh, right. as we talk about with all the change and all the things that we just discussed, from a fishing standpoint, you won't be changing. You'll be going, You'll be fishing the uh, FLW tour again in 2019. Talk a little bit about that, and maybe a stop that uh, you're looking forward to on the tour this year. You know, it's um, of course coming from where I came from. After and we just start talked about putting in a lot of time. There's not a there's not a lake that you'll probably ever take me to that I that I just dread. You know, sometimes <laughs> I whine a little bit about going to Florida, right? But in all actuality, I love it because. We don't have anything in the upstate of South Carolina that's even remotely close to us, like, you know, Florida fishing is like. No, we don't. Um, but every single tour stop, when I see the schedule every year, I look forward to every single one of them. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter if it's something that contains finesse fishing or if it's power fishing or if it's a place that I've done good. Of course, you want to get back. If it's a place I haven't done well before, I want to get back because, most of the times when you don't do well, you leave knowing what you should have been doing. So you kind of, you know, you're ready to get back there and, and follow up on what you learned. So, you know, if there was one that I was maybe a little bit timid about, it probably would be that first one that Sam Rayburn. Yeah. It's such a big place. You yeah. know, it's going to take a lot of weight. And, you know, in those big lakes like that where it's, it's a heavy weight, the people watching thinks that looks, looks easy. Uh, but it's, it's never like that. It's, it's always, a really, really tough time of the year to fish when you go that early in January. Yeah. And it's such a big place. It's going to take a, you know, you're just going to have to find an area and just fish that area. But it's easy to pick the wrong area. And, and those big places like that, if you pick the wrong area, you don't get to participate in the smash risk that they're having, <laughs> no matter how good they're catching. So it's probably going to be an area-driven lake, yeah. most likely. Um, that one's a little bit intimidating, but the rest of them I, I really like a lot. Good. Good. We look forward to seeing you this year. You know, you are one of the busiest guys. Anytime you're not fishing a tournament on the FLW series, you've got, you got you do some classes down on Lake Hartwell. Uh, but you got a new thing coming out on YouTube, the, the straight up fishing thing. Tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, yeah. So um, for the last two years, I've been kind of dabbling in YouTube, and I've done uh, done pretty much everything on my own, and. A lot of, quite honestly, for, for two years, I, I never even had a, a camera. You know, I, I, did, I didn't have a camera. I just used my, my cell phone. My, my yeah. iPhone 6 is what I pretty much filmed almost all of my YouTube stuff on. And I did get a camera 
later this summer started doing some stuff and you know something that i've noticed is um it, it has so much value I, I i enjoy teaching and interacting with with other anglers and um you know also it's just a way for me to work quite honestly just a, a season of tournament fishing that's that's just a, not enough for me I, I you know i need something else to do something else to work at and so uh i just found it real profitable and real fun to do youtube so i started doing that and i got really serious about it this year and uh so i, I have a camera crew now guy couple guys that um that i use that are really good with the creative aspect of uh of filming and so forth so basically what we're doing is we're going to kind of travel across the country and just film really cool fishing shows that's how i come up with the idea of straight up fishing it's not really uh a deal to kind of sell baits or sell rods or you know say look how good this is we're literally just going to places and whatever happens if we catch them and you get to see us catch them if we don't catch them you get to see us not catch them uh, so it's not fabricated it's real it's uh it's just going to be exactly what the title says just straight up fishing so i'm looking forward to doing it roger got to come to uh the last one in charleston we did we did a salt order shoot and i've done one in alabama so far so uh and planning this third one in Florida here in the next uh, couple weeks. So nice. I'm looking forward to it. It's been, a, it's been so much fun. It's probably, other than deciding to fish the tour, it's been probably one of the most exciting things I've ever worked on. You know, it, it's, and you got a great, a great company to go with you. And that's, uh, that's uh, Z-Man Fishing. There's a good bunch of guys down there and, and they support you. Yeah. And you sure give them a lot of, a lot of good, uh, public presence. Yeah, that that's probably one of my favorite industry companies uh, to work with. You know, they, the thing that I love about Z-Man, the, the thing that people really need to know about Z-Man, until I started working in the fishing industry, I didn't realize how many companies are run by people that don't fish. Yeah. Like, not, not at all. Right. And those guys at Z-Man, they, they are fishermen. Like, they <laughs> yeah. fish all the time. And when I say fish, they, they, they're very serious about it. So... It's always good to have, you know, that business relationship. But but also, if we want to talk about the best way to rig a drop shot, we can go there, and it's 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 just a cool cool relationship I have with those guys. Very cool. Well, look, we got less than a minute to go, Neil. You, well, and as somebody that works with Brian, you know, he we work very closely from the Green Pond Landing aspect of things, and look forward to another great year in 2019. But Brian, thank you for what you do for us and Merry Christmas to you and the family. I know we'll be talking soon. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, man. absolutely. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas to you guys too. I'm looking forward to some, uh, some spending some time cuddling up with little ones this year. There you go, man. We'll talk to you soon, Ryan. All right. Sounds good. I'll yep. talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. All right. Hang on through the break. More Woods and Water South on the other side. Well, that caught me off a little off guard. I was in there looking at the queue, and it still says a minute left to go. But, hey, this is live radio, folks. You get caught off guard. <laughs> Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Just talked to Brian Latimer. Neil Paul's with me here in the studio. And uh, interesting take. Interesting take on MLF. Yeah, it was fun. It's always interesting, you know, because we sit back and we read all the stories and we hear all the rumors and talk among our friends and things like that and form our own opinions. And 
oftentimes the last guys that we hear from are the guys that are most affected, and that's the anglers. And so very interesting takes there, and always glad to uh, to talk to Brian and and obviously wish him a lot of a lot of luck in the new year. He's gonna he's gonna have a uh, I think he's poised for a very good year on the uh, FLW series. Speaking of very good years, we got another good get another local, another local. Can we call him a kid? He's married. You still call him a kid? Would you call him a kid? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> he's uh, he, yes, absolutely. He's sitting he's, there going, I want a chance to respond. Go ahead, Brandon Cobb's with us. Brandon, are you still a kid? I'm, I think I'm past those years. I don't. Oh. I don't know. That I'm still a kid. I'm about to be 29 in two weeks. So. <laughs> But, but he's still not old and see and listen, he's still not old and senile like I am because I he called me this week and I forgot to call him back. So here we are five days later, we're finally on the phone, but this isn't the conversation he's on the radio to talk to you. Yeah, there you go. How are you, man? I'm doing good. How about y'all? Doing well. Doing well. I won't ask you if you're getting sleep because you don't have a newborn. Are you getting any snow down in Greenwood right now? No, it's it's not uh it's just raining. It's, it's not even raining that hard, but no, it uh I don't even think they're forecasting it down this way. So yeah. is it snowing where you are? No, I don't know. Can't see outside. <laughs> no. <laughs> somebody what's so funny is that somebody somebody will get a paycheck for forecasting the weather around here. And it'd be wrong. For the past weekend. Well somebody's gonna get paid for it and it's been I mean it's the only job you can be wrong 50% of the time and still get a paycheck. Like I, I really 50%. believe that. More than 50%. Enough about the weather. Enough about the weather. Um, man, big changes in the fishing world. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Well, just, you know, you're in a, um interesting position. We just talked to Brian. We just had Brian Latimer on in the segment before. And Brian was talking about some of the changes uh, that have uh, in encapsulated i guess the fishing industry over the past three months and a lot of changes and interesting changes here for this area just because in this part of south carolina we had so many guys that were affected by the change we had three um three former bassmaster elite series anglers that all left and went with the new uh bass pro tour of uh, major league fishing um brian as he mentioned here on the show a little while ago will be back on the flw tour in 2019 but Another uh, uh, another angler caught up in some of those changes were um, were some of the decisions you made. So let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the decisions you made, kind of maybe what led to those decisions and what you'll be doing in 2019. Yeah, the uh, I, I actually I've been fishing, as everybody knows, the FLW Tour for five years now, I think. But with all the changes and everything, I actually got invited to fish the Elite Series and will be moving over to the Bassmaster side to the Elite Series next year. So I'm really excited to uh, kind of start a new chapter of my career, I guess. it's uh, it, I, I've loved FLW, and it's been good to me so far, but I'm really excited to, to move over there, kind of different schedule than uh, I've ever fished, and a few new lakes and some that I'm real familiar with, too. And And, and when this whole thing blew up, essentially it did blow up. I mean, it, everybody had kind of rumors and rumblings and all that, and then boom, it was here. And then when it broke, I mean, it was it was no stretch to say that you'd be getting an invite to fish the elites. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it surprised me. I, I knew there was going to be a lot of changes. I just, I mean, uh, I don't think I even 
it, I, I heard rumors that there was a chance that that's the way it was going to go. And then I don't, I didn't actually know I was going to be fishing, I think, until about halfway to three quarters of the way through October. <laughs> so it was a uh, kind of a stressful off season trying to get everything ready to go and figure out exactly what was going on. But, um, really excited to, to, for the opportunity. I, I didn't get invited to fish the MLS, but, um, the elite series has always been in my mind, the top tier of bass fishing and I'm excited to, Move over there and try my hand. And, and, and you're going to get to start off at least one of the stops is like, uh, you know, 30 minutes out your back door. Yeah. I think, uh, me and Neil both are, uh, extremely excited to <laughs> go to Hartwell. And, uh, <laughs> that'll be an awesome one. I think I probably won't be able to stay at home at it necessarily, but it's about 30 minutes from my house, 40 minutes from my house. So I'm, I'm excited. I've been fishing Hartwell since I was a little kid. So. It's uh, always fun fishing a national level tournament there. Well, it is, and it's, and I'm obviously you and I have talked, you know, off aside from the radio, but I mean, obviously, super excited. You know, professionally, I'm super excited to have the Elite Series come to Hartwell because it's been a goal of mine since uh, becoming a director over there, and you know, we've had the opportunity to host three Bassmaster Classics and had never had an Elite stop, and that's a little odd. When you look at some of the places that the classic has been, they've all been in places where there have been elite series tournaments. So to finally be able to have the elites come to Hartwell is obviously it's a goal of mine. And, you know, a year, year and a half ago when we started working on that, I had no idea that, um, the scope of the industry would change so and that, you know, that you and I would be having conversations that you'd be fishing it, but now we can't even talk about it. <laughs> That's right. No information rule, Neil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no information rule. It's, it's, it, that's uh, being around here. I've had to cut off so many people oh, just because like, all my friends fish Hartwell all the time, and they call like, "Man, I went the other day." Well, I was uh, I'll, I'll call you later. <laughs> well, and it's funny because I was one. I, I made that mistake. I had a, finally had an opportunity. More often than not, I'm always. I can tell you about the the all the boat ramps and the boat landings around the lake, but I don't get the, the opportunity to go out much. And I uh, finally had an opportunity uh, about six weeks ago to get out and, and had a really good time and and actually uh, talked to, to Brandon a day or two after that. And I said, well, let me tell you. And he's like, you can't. Hush. Hush. Don't tell I me. I said, well, never mind then. <laughs> so, but it's, we're super excited about it. But just uh Hartwell aside, I mean, talk about the elite schedule a little bit about and just the, what now changes. Let me ask you this. What now changes for Brandon Cobb in preparing for an elite series as opposed to an FLWC uh, season coming up? What what changes are you having to make in your world? Um, really, I mean, I'm still approaching it the same way. I've found success on the tour and it's still the same level of fishing and the same like travel national level type tournament fishing. The one thing that I'm excited about on the lease actually is with the, we have three tournaments really that are pretty close to here with it being Lanier, Hartwell and the Winya Bay. And, uh, it, it actually, it'll give me a little bit of opportunity maybe to pre-practice for those and, then we also, the other thing I, I like about the elites is a lot of our farther tournaments, like our northern tournaments, are back to back. So it'll right. be yep. easy travel, knock two tournaments out while on one trip up there rather than driving up there, driving home and going back. So I'm really excited. I, I think we're, uh, with our first one at St. John's, 
You know, uh, both of y'all, I've talked to you a million times about it, my <laughs> Florida Florida deal, but I, I've never been to the St. John's. I've actually feel like I've strengthened my Florida fishing some over the years. So I'm excited to go try a new place. And that's one thing I'm really excited about the Elite Series is the tour. I mean, we do go to different lakes every year, but in five years of fishing the tour, I mean, I fished two cups at Wachita. Yeah. We fished beaver like three or four times. I mean, I fished a lot of the same lakes over and over. And I'm excited to kind of get a new schedule going and get to see new places. And because that's actually, I mean, that's my favorite part of professional fishing is the actually going to a lake I've never seen before and trying to put it together in two days, three days of practice. So it'll be, uh, that, that's one thing I'm most excited about is going to places that I'm not familiar with. Cool. Well, uh, and, and, and on that note, you have, uh, one of the things that, and folks don't know this about you, I would, invite him to come out from under a rock but in five <laughs> years on fishing the flw tour five top 10 finishes at the forestwood cup um obviously you'll miss that now being on the bassmaster elite series but now talk about going out you're uh fishing a new series and now the uh, opportunity to compete for a spot in the bassmaster classic yeah the classics i mean that's i, I feel like i've at least competed in most every top-level tournament in bass fishing, uh, at least on the FLW side. And uh, the classic something, I mean, I've watched the classic since, like, I was four years old with my dad on TNN, I think, is what it used to come on. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I'm, I've just always looked at it as the tournament I wanted to fish. One day I wanted the opportunity to fish it, and now as long as I have a decent year next year, a good year, I got the chance to uh, to make the classic and It'll be exciting. It's definitely, it's kind of bittersweet because like you said, I've found so much success in the cup. I think I've actually got one of the longest running top 10 streaks <laughs> on, on the Barswood Cup. I'm kind of giving that up. So that's kind of bittersweet, but it's, uh, the chance to fish the classics. Awesome that I'm ready to get the year started just to, just to see if I can, uh, make it to my first classic. Uh, I would, I would lay dibs that you will. Neil, <laughs> oh, I, I so. I'll never bet against this guy. He, <laughs> he's a, a tremendous. Listen, he's a tremendous angler. He does a tremendous job, but he's an even better person, oh, an yeah. even better friend. And I've, I'm blessed to get to, to the opportunity to get to work with him. And I am super excited about the uh, up as a fan. I mean, good grief, forget the professional side of it, but just as a fan and as a friend, I'm super excited about the uh, elite season coming up and. And following this guy along the elite this year, get to watch Cobb on Bass Live. I get and and actually, <laughs> it, it, announcement real quick here. But I know we're heading into a break. But I am actually going to marshal the. Uh, I have signed up to marshal at the uh, Lanier event. So I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to try my hand at sitting in the other side of the boat. It'll it's have be, the, It'll be the same level of success. I can stand in a bass boat with a rod and reel and not catch anything. Yeah. I can certainly sit in there and not catch anything. So it's going to be but cold I, and rainy. But I am looking. But I'm looking. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, learning experience and uh, super excited about getting down there and seeing a, a different lake, a different fishery, but seeing the guys compete live and up close. It, it's a different view. I'll give you that. It, I've done it several times now. It's uh it's a different view. Well, well Brandon, the the no information rule only runs one way. I can't talk to you about a lake, but you can talk to us about a lake, and and you put up a. A picture of a pretty good fish. You love the wintertime fishing. Give us, uh, in about a minute till we got left to the break, give us a tip about wintertime fishing from your standpoint. Well, wintertime fishing really just 
boils down to when it's when it gets real cold like this, fish are following bait around and they're grouped up really, really good. And that's one of my favorite things about wintertime fishing. They can be hard to find, but when you find fish feeding on big schools of shad or hair, independent what lake you're fishing, you can load the boat really quick. And in really clear water, just to kind of break it down simple, in some of our really clear lakes, they tend to go deep in the winter and follow bait. Okay. And then if you've got a dirtier water like all this rain we've had, they get up shallow and follow bait around, and you can catch them on a crankbait and things. So wintertime fishing can be, it's feast or famine, but when you find them, it's awesome. That's cool. Not that I'll have a chance to get out there and test it out, but it's, you know, for maybe five years down the road, I'll have that kind of information in my back pocket. It sounded good. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, I actually caught, caught that one. It was in some dirty water. That, that big one I caught the other day called yeah. Frank and the Yozuri crankbait. And that's one thing a lot of people don't realize in the winter. It's, it, no matter how cold it gets, a lot of the really, really big fish station out. Not not the the general schools don't, but okay. you'll catch some really, really giant up shallow still in the winter. Cool. Well, I've been giving away a bunch that's of those, uh, the greenfish toad toaders and zoom horny toads. And I know that's one of your favorite ones. It is. It is. It's my, that's my favorite fall, spring, and summer bait. It's a, a horny toad on a toad toader buzz bait. Can't go wrong. I got to tell you this right quick before we end this segment. Back at Wachita this past year, it was so foggy first morning. I mean, the main lake was clear, but the further <laughs> we went in, in, and Brandon told me where he was going to be. So me and my boat guy, we're going up there, and it gets foggy and foggy, and we get slower and slower. And we get back on the screen to where it doesn't even show water anymore back in there. And he's like, I don't know where this guy is. I said, well, he told me he's going to be back up in here, and it's foggy. And it, so we shut the boat off because we can't see where we're going. And I'm sitting there, and I hear this. I said, he's right over there. I said, because that's the wing <laughs> on that buzz bait. Every time he's cast, I know exactly where he is. So, And you just kind of materialize. So you're right where you said you were, but I knew it was you because I could hear that buzz bait going through there. Yep, that's uh, it's definitely a telltale sign whether you're throwing a buzz bait that's <laughs> when it. you hear that noise. And on the side note, that was one of my favorite pictures of the year, too, you got all year <laughs> in the fog there. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Well, look, thanks for taking a few minutes to be with us. Looking forward to following you on the Elite Series this year. Neil, anything in ending? Oh, I mean, we're going to well, – I know we'll see one another soon over the holidays and everything, mm-hmm. but I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and uh, <laughs> super excited about the new year coming up. Me, me too. De- definitely ready to get it kicked off and get to catch cool. some bass. We'll catch up with you soon, bud. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for having All right. me. All righty, bud. Pretty cool stuff. To the good locals. we got some good locals here. Hey, hang on through the break. Back with a giveaway on the other side with more Woods and Water South Carolina. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. I hope you enjoyed those, uh, listening to those guys talking about the, not only professional fishing, but family life and changes and tips for wintertime fishing. I'm ready to go fishing. You? Absolutely. Always. Absolutely. Oh, all, yes. <laughs> well, I, I said it was giveaway time. So 877-235-9405 and you call in after this is over. No, no, I want to fish a red undercover nation. Do you want to get with my Lee You'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. 877-235-9405. Got some Zoom horny toads, some greenfish tackle 
toad toters, and you have to come on the air because I got to ask you a question about something else. So uh, we'll just take caller number one. Since we're only doing one today, caller number one, the first one you got the the baits, and then I got to ask you a couple questions here. So Neil, you, you talked about a busy year in 2018. 2019 is going to start off really, really jumping on it right away. January fourth and fifth, we've got uh, the, for the third year, we've got the striped bass challenge. Uh, coming to Anderson, Green Pond Landing, and Lake Hartwell Striped Bass Challenge uh, is an organization out of Mooresville, North Carolina. And uh, the neat, the real neat thing about this event is, outside of the the teams that register, outside of paying your entry fee, everything else that's paid and collected in the tournament is done through monetary donations and canned food items that are um, collected and distributed locally to the local food banks. And in two years, uh, this organization has put over 60,000 meals back into Anderson County. That's and awesome. um, and that's a really big deal. So it's a fun organization to work with. It's a great cause. And uh, we're looking forward to it. Be uh, a little registration and check-in. Check them out, Striped Bass Challenge on Facebook. you got a lot of information there. But uh, they'll fish out of, out of Green Pond on uh, Saturday, January the 5th. And it uh, looks to be, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be cold. It's cold. But uh, but it'll be a lot of fun. And that's how we're going to get the year started off. Got a few uh, smaller tournaments. We'll get the BFL stuff started up in February. Uh, first Saturday in March, we're hosting the uh, Bassmasters uh, Bass is coming in with their uh, Mossy Oak Fishing High School Open. It'll be the first open of the, uh, of the season for bass. And so we've got their high school event in, uh, in March and, then we'll get ready for the elites in in April. I guess everybody's shopping today. Maybe they're not listening. Now, last week when we gave away stuff, it kept rolling over to to separate lines. So you just never know. If you missed it, I got some Zoom bait, some horny toads from Zoom, greenfish tackle, toad toters. Look, I got gift cards here for clothing. Everybody likes clothing. And I got another thing, but I need somebody to call in. So, like I said, last week we, we had winners and we had them our, and we had them rolling over to line seven, eight, nine, and up. So, if you want something for free for Christmas, eight seven seven two three five ninety four zero five, eight seven seven two three five ninety four zero five. Who knows? Maybe everybody's out playing in the snow. Is it snowing out there? Everybody mm-hmm. playing in the snow? Nobody's out playing in the rain. Maybe they're fishing in the rain. Anyway, okay, the Elite Series coming up. It's going to be a really good one. Yeah, fourth April 4th through the 7th, it'll be the first tour stop out of, uh, first Elite stop out of the Classic. Right. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. It'll be the Elite's first time at Lake Hartwell uh, as a, a, you know, as an Elite Series. And then uh, right after, immediately after the uh, Elite Series, we're hosting the Fishers of Men National Championship. And uh, we've got a couple other tournaments uh, to take us into the summer and then, we normally have a slow summer. June, July, August will be slow, and then we're gearing up. We'll host the uh, Bass Nation Championship again next fall. It'll be a late October, early November time frame. But I, I challenge people all the time. I think it's the most diverse uh, event that we have in Anderson County when we have the Bass Nation Championship. We hosted them in 2017. We had anglers from 47 states and nine countries. Wow. And so we'll have them have them back next year. So we're super excited about that, and then many many other things. I would just say, check us out at visitanderson.com, and um, and our office is always open. Our lines are always open. Call us, come see us, yep. and uh, look forward to a wonderful holiday season and a wonderful 2019. And I appreciate your continued support of this radio station, radio show.
Not Absolutely. the station, the show. With Ab- Water well, South Carolina and visit Anderson Green Pond Landing and Event Center. Absolutely. It's a it's a great partnership and it's it's a great it's a great uh relationship that we have and and uh, we're <laughs> uh, we're honored to be able to be a part of it. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right, got uh Justin from Travelers Rest. Justin, you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. How are you doing today? I am just fine. A little cold and a little wet. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. Well, look, you hit the jackpot today. I got uh, Zoom toad toaders and, I mean, yeah, Zoom, <laughs> greenfish toad toaders, Zoom horny toads. I'm going to throw in an AFCO gift card, a 50% off AFCO gift card. Do you like Carhartt clothes by any chance? Of course. All right, I'm going to throw in a, 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 a Carhartt 50% off coupon. And do you drink coffee? My wife sure does. <laughs> Have you? Has she ever had any Black Rifle Coffee Company coffee? No, she has not. She, she, she hasn't lived and she's not drinking real <laughs> coffee because it's the best out there. Did, okay, when you say she drinks coffee, does she use the little round shots? She does, yes. Okay, well, cool. I got, uh, I've got Death Punch rounds and I got Silencer Smooth rounds. Is she a medium or a, a light uh, roast coffee person? A medium. A medium. All right. I'm going to throw all that stuff in, and then the the death punch rounds will go to Justin, and I'll get that in the mail to you this week, Justin. I appreciate you listening and calling in the show. Oh, thank you guys so much. You're welcome. Have a Merry Christmas, and uh, look forward to a great 2019. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas to you. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's pretty good. He racked up. Pays to be the first caller when you got a bunch of stuff lined up. Well, look. You and I, we do a lot together. And um, I, well, I, if you're digging through that bag over there, that silencer smooth would I would love to have that silencer smooth over there. Well, no, no, you're going to get the black rifle holiday blend. <sighs> hey, I know whoever. Thank you. Get, thank you, thank you so much. Well, like I said, we y'all don't know Neil and I do a bunch together. We we go to ICAST together. We'll go to Elite Series stuff together. We do a lot with. Uh, Something that we hope is going to take off here shortly. Um, it, it, we share a lot of the same interests, and it leads to a lot of miles and on the road and a lot of hours in the cars together. And it, it's all been good and fun. And like I said, the Batman and Robin thing comes up from time to time, but it's fun. And uh, I just want to say Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's exciting because I was just fussing at the house this week that we're out of Black Rifle coffee, and I've had to drink. Whatever they bring home oh. from the store in a box, <laughs> and so no, this is I'll be I, I, I'll be in a better mood this coming week because of the Black Rifle coffee. I promise. And I can't believe you're going to go into the office on a snow day. Good gracious! Well, it, the, the the deal there is it's not going to snow, <laughs> and it's it's going to rain. And uh, I'll say this: I'll wrap up so you can do your thing. But yeah. Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Thank you not only for supporting the. Uh, the radio show and the outdoors, but but what you do for the uh, the outdoor industry as a whole with the kids and everything else. And I wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. And I know we'll get a chance to spend some time together through the holidays, but excited and looking forward to a uh, another great year. Yeah, so am I. And it is Christmas is here. Jordan came home from school, and uh, family's all back together. It's going to be a good one. All right. Thanks for being here, Alan. Thanks for uh, listening. As always, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. And uh, don't forget that camera. Back here next week with more Woods and Water, South Carolina.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.